to Word Equals Faith. This is your host, Jose Reynaldo Torres. Folks, today we have Senior Director of Structure Funding. He's a banker who has been part of the Bible study groups within a number of banks he has worked at. Uh, he has been called to facilitate and provide the opportunity to those wishing to attend and growing their faith through the Bible group. He is here with us to share his testimony. Folks, let's give a warm welcome to our brother in Christ, Charles Chip Salter. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Charles, thank you for uh, coming in and giving your time. I appreciate you. Welcome to the show, Charles. Thanks, Jose. I appreciate you having me. And uh, please call me Chip. I've uh, known you for quite a while, and uh, I think it's awesome that uh, you were wanting to encourage others in their faith and uh, do these type of podcasts. So I appreciate you having me. Thank you, Chip. So I'll, I'll go ahead and address you as Chip. And, you know, that that bio just spoke to me loud. Um, you know, have you, how you're sharing uh, your, your faith and, you know, the Bible group is, is it's awesome that you're doing the Bible group. It's amazing that you're doing it at work. So it's, how, how'd you get uh, real quick, if you can just, um, share how how do you get involved and i know that's your calling right uh, facilitate and and put a bible uh, group together like that how how do you come across doing that that's a great question i think really um you know that started uh a, a few companies ago that i just felt that you know as um people in the workplace sometimes you feel like you're alone as a uh, follower of christ and uh you know that is important to uh, you know, as to get connected and, uh, it was, uh, especially people you work with to be able to pray for each other, knowing we, um, you know, go through similar trials and challenges with, with the stresses of work. And, um, uh, and so really early in my career started that and it's always been a blessing. It's been a great way to get connected with others and, um, uh, get them known a, a little deeper way than you would just in the normal work environment. Amen. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. And, and I, you know, I just get emotionally charged up when when you do that, because it's it's what we all ought to do. Right. We got to, you know, come together and share our faith in a, in a beautiful way like that. Just breaking uh, open the word and, and encouraging one another. And, you know, as iron sharpens iron. So it's amazing, uh, Chip, that you're doing that. And I, and I thank you again. Uh, it's 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 just awesome is the word I get. Uh, fine right now in the vocabulary, but uh, amongst other words, you're, you're, you're way too kind. It's all whatever <laughs> God's work and uh, just being obedient as he leads and guides. Amen to that. So with that being said, man, I'm excited. I'm at the edge of my seat now. Uh, you know, I definitely <laughs> want to hear your testimony. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many people going through stuff in their life and, and just to hear uh, another brother in Christ um, share testimony and, and, and give testimony on how he came to Christ and his walk in faith is it's something we all should be doing once again. Uh, not, not on, uh, obviously not. It doesn't have to be in this format. It could be anywhere, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, man. So, with that being said, man, you got the floor, brother. You got the floor. Go, go ahead and give us. Your yeah, testimony. I appreciate it. You know, uh, really starting off, uh, you know, how my relationship with Christ started. You know, uh, like a lot of people in the South, uh, I grew up in a family that was, you know, the church was the thing to do. Um, whether it was a Baptist, Methodist, or Presbyterian, I think. Our, our own family uh, bounced around, uh, but it, I would say a lot of the churches uh, were by and large dead churches. Um, it, it was more, you, you went uh, for Sunday morning and then you did what you wanted to do Monday to Saturday. And um, I do remember early in, in uh, when I was uh, probably about six, 
uh, my mom uh, did share with me. Uh, I remember having a night where I kind of uh, woke up, was uh, had some fears or scares, whatever, in the dark, and uh, she shared with me um, about uh, you know heaven and, and hell, eternity, and that uh, you know I, I can have peace and um, have you know eternal life with with God uh, if I made a decision for Christ and. You know, it didn't take a, a rocket genius uh, to, <laughs> for that decision. So really, it was more to save my hide from hell to say, you know, make a, a prayer for Christ. Uh, I don't think it was too much later that I really understood the, the truth of God's love for me. And, uh, you know, there wasn't, like I said, uh, growing up in a lot of churches, which I would say were not spirit filled, uh, not a lot of growth of fruit in my life until a number of years later, where um, when a preteen, our whole family started going to a, a church in uh, the city we lived in. It was a fellowship Bible church, it was a non-denominational, but it was significantly transforming, not just for me, but our whole family. I think it was the first time where we went to a church and there was just joy in people's faces as they were singing in worship. Everyone you know, was carrying a Bible in the service, which was very unique to any church uh, we would have been before. And, and they were opening it and reading it as the pastor's preaching. And um Really, that summer was the first time I really heard that, uh, you know, God desired to have a relationship with with me through reading of his word as a, a daily discipline in prayer. And uh, that uh, I believe that was my seventh grade year summer after, uh, you know, made a decision to rededicate my life to, to follow Christ and um, and try to, you know, as it tells us in the word uh, to be disciples and, and be like him. Uh, and in my, those high school years, you know, one of my first missions trip, which was uh, also uh, uh, transformational for me, it was the first time I shared my testimony publicly. It was actually in a, a red light red light district in a little island, Dominica, and mm. shared in some churches as well. Um, but uh, you know, by and large, a lot of that faith, while it was a, a very pivot point in my faith walk, uh, I think a lot of it was also to please my parents. Like a lot of folks, I was I'm always a people pleaser. Yeah. Uh, and so when I got to college, uh, you know, I bought into the lie that, hey, this is my four years to live it up, to do as I please and kind of conveniently put God on the bookshelf and, um, you know, go nuts as uh, I did for, uh, as college as so many do. And, um, uh, you know, I came out of college and I, I wouldn't have said it to your face, but if you really asked me what were my my dreams out of school, uh, they were my dreams and, and not God's. It was, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire, have two and a half kids and live happily ever <laughs> after. You know, the good old American, the American dream. Living um, the dream. Yeah. And it really wasn't so that in the business world, uh, I was working for a public accounting firm at that time, doing a lot of travel, working. That God really started to open my eyes to the emptiness of my life and those dreams that I had. And I uh, just remembered the joy and peace I had when I was uh, in high school and, and really, you know, being obedient uh, and, and trying to be obedient in my life. And I uh, just remember uh, it was in 1994, I was on a business trip in a hotel room, just breaking down in uh, a hotel in Winston-Salem and just came under great conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I just um, remember confessing my sinful life, uh, the, the wasted five years. Uh, and I just, at that point, really surrender, surrendered my life completely to him and just told him I wanted him to use me as he sees fit. And it was uh, unbelievable kind of what happened from that point of the, the gospel just becoming made so real to me that I uh, never, you know, before was faith. And it just it honestly became real. I remember um, when I was in church growing up, Isaiah 64, 6, a pastor was preaching on it once. And uh, what Isaiah 64, 6 says, that all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. 
when I, I remember when I was in high school or middle school, whenever it was, I can't remember exactly. I just remember the preacher, preacher preaching on it. He was talking about that filthy rags was literally like rags and sewage water. And in, 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 yeah. in the Hebrew, I guess it was really very specific. And so you're thinking like, that is really gross. And I'm sorry, pastor, <laughs> that things are so bad for you, but I'm not that bad off. I mean, I was a guy, you know, my freshman year in high school, I was voted most innocent of a class of about seven, eight hundred. Uh-huh. I, I, I kind of got it together. Uh, but it wasn't until that point that I realized, no, the reality is there's no difference between Chip, Hitler, uh, and Billy Graham, save for the blood of Christ and, uh, you know, stepping in for Billy Graham and myself. Uh, and obviously, <laughs> Billy will have a, a few more crowns and I for the, the life he lived and, and, and faithfully <laughs> preaching the gospel. But, uh, you know, it, it uh, just so real to me as I was got involved in um, prison ministry someone invited me and I just realized as I was you know preaching and teaching these guys as many who had as, as much joy if not more so than so many people I worked with that uh, I would have been in their shoes if I didn't uh, you know have parents that you know point me to truth and righteousness and um, you know Ephesians 2 13 says but now in Christ Jesus you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ and so uh, you know that really became for the first time a reality for me that the guy that was always Mr. Nice Guy was in reality depraved to the very core of my being in the light of God's holiness. And uh, I just uh, thankful that, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, just made that uh, real to me and opened my eyes because it, it gave me such a passion to, you know, want to share with others in prison. And uh, I had another friend that got me involved in the homeless shelter at that time of just, um, you know, serving those that uh, uh, just need to, to be shown love and, and be shown in the, the truth of, uh, of Christ by living it out. And, uh, you know, Isaiah 6, 5 uh, also says, Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And uh, so, uh, you know, for the first time in my life, uh, you know, it was, uh, like you said, an excitement on the edge of your seat. I was uh, excited on the edge of my seat uh, for what God was going to do. I remember in that hotel room after, you know, being broken, uh, just uh, also hearing that still small voice that, hey, I'm going to use you. And uh, just getting up with a lot of excitement. And um, like I said, he, he led me to church home after that. Uh, it was a, a not too long after um, the Lord brought me my beautiful bride, Chris, who, uh, um, <laughs> amazingly enough, uh, she had uh, grown up in Charlotte and went to her youth pastor, was brothers with my youth pastor in Roswell, Georgia. And so, um, wow. uh, and I could go on in many other ways that God just uh, answered prayer, our, our two daughters and how they came and uh, with the struggles. We had fertility for six, seven years and, and God just uh, spoke clearly through um, uh, really amazing ways. But uh, yeah, so uh, I look forward to what God's got ahead and, um, you know, to your uh, question up front you know that's why uh to me it's so important is to uh, uh you know the, the as you study the word is just the importance of being part of the body of christ and encouraging one another and and opening the word and praying with each other especially as the days get you know more and more challenging yeah that's that that's awesome uh chip you know we we have similar paths you know as you said um you know when when you're so young you don't, you don't know about faith and your parents they're doing their job, right? They, 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 the Bible says that we ought to bring our, our children up in the well, ways of the Lord, right? So, yep. you know, our parents did it. For me as well, you know, when when I first came came to Christ, it was my mom. I had to give her credit for, you know, um, 
instilling some some values in me and and the faith came um but like you mm-hmm. said you know sometimes you know you grow up in in an environment where okay you're doing it more for your parents right mm-hmm. you're not doing, we're not really doing it for our heavenly father right which should be yeah. uh, top priority right with uh yeah and you said one thing there that that really uh had my jaw open a bit because you said that um you know you you uh had some struggles with with fertility right so with with that mm-hmm. being said man that that'll yep. uh that that causes a lot of uh, matrimonies to to just crumble right uh, mm. if you don't have the right yep. spouse supporting you and um you know some folks run out of steam right and you guys hung in there and, and as you said you know you 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 had a lot of um you know, you had a lot of material right through scripture, right? That's what God spoke to you. And, and, and oh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a journey of itself. Uh, I'll never forget. Um, you know, we were back and forth between, you know, really praying about adoption or doing fertility stuff. And, um, you know, I'll never forget. Uh, it, it was um, a, a Saturday night before uh, church. My wife and I always pray together. And, we were praying. And then afterwards, I just said a prayer myself. So, Lord, would you just bring someone tomorrow that would give a great story about fertility or about adoption? And we'll do it. You know, we would it have been as anyone wow. that's dealt with fertility challenges. It is an absolute roller coaster and ups and downs. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll never forget we, at church, the pastor preached on Abraham and Sarah and you know, about waiting on the Lord. And I'm like, seriously, Lord, it's been <laughs> plus years. I was hoping for something a little more than that. Oh. And uh, actually, a, a a young lady who actually went to church in Roswell, Georgia, but at the time we're, we're going to the same church here in Charlotte, uh, comes up to my wife afterwards. My wife doesn't know I prayed this night before. She goes, I got a message from the Lord. And just for the, for the audience, that huh. has never happened to us before. Uh, wow. We, we don't we come from a Pentecostal church. And my wife's like, uh, yes, <laughs> what would that be? <laughs> you just need to wait. And yeah. she says, you just need to wait for the Lord. And my wife got in the car and she said, Chip, you're not going to believe what uh, Brittany had said to us. And I said, what? I said, she said, Jesus, we just need to wait. And I, of course, I just started to almost tear up. I was like, oh, my goodness. God has wow. spoken. And it was a few months later, I was in prison uh, preaching on James, uh, talking about trials of many kind. And I really wasn't at first had not planned to share it. But I just kind of you know shared about trials and our trials of fertility and but that God's got a plan. I shared about how, you know, God encourages us and, and can speak through his people and, uh, you know, how Brittany had approached us that, that Sunday morning. And one of the guys, I kid you not, this was in May of 2004, says, yeah, Chip, not only that, the Holy Spirit's telling me your wife's going to conceive in six months. Wow. <laughs> all, the, all the guys in the Bible study are looking around like, that means you're going to be, you know, you'll be pregnant by end of October. And of course, oh, when, when you're, you're you're going in ups and downs with a uh, your wife, who uh, is much more challenging on um, when you go through that infertility, you don't go running home. So guess what? We have nothing to worry about. <laughs> we we're going to be pregnant. But uh, lo yeah. and behold, uh, it was literally either October 30th or 31st um, that she conceived because we end up uh, again a lot more details. So God used people to. Um, decisions we uh, had to make around fertility because we, we definitely felt committed to every embryo and um, a lot of decisions there and she found out my insurance covered it but yeah God was faithful and uh, you know I think when we seek him with all our heart that uh, he will show up and sometimes it's not always the way we want but uh, uh, we just obey as he leads 
Amen. Amen. And you, you know, you have a lot of parallels there with, um, with Abraham. How, you know, I see, as you share that, that part of your testimony, um, he too uh, was up in age though, right? Uh, I mean, you're a young man, but uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, 80 or 90. Yeah, 80 or 90, exactly. <laughs> Which is, you know, unheard of, right? I mean, who, who conceives at that age? And um, you can see that they had some questions, right? I mean, it's like, how's this going to be? And sure enough, um, the angel of the Lord told them next year, this time you will have a child. So it's amazing how I see those parallels that have you, as you shared your testimony, where you had others intervene and say, hey, you just have to wait, you know, the Lord is faithful. And yep. you know, this, this in, within six months, you know, you, you, you'll be pregnant. So that's, a, you know, that is amazing. And how God works you know, we can't we can't put them in a in a format. You nope. know, he'll surprise us every single time. And and that, that's what makes it hard for non-believers, right? Because they're looking for a cookie cutter God, a God that's going to always be doing the same exact thing all the time. And as you see, you know, there are times where there are parallels like you just shared. Um, but obviously, he's not he's not a cookie cutter God. You know, he's just uh, yeah. faithful. And those that that believe in him and like you and uh, uh, and your bride, uh, Chris, she uh, definitely you guys were, were praying about it behind the scenes. You were looking at other options. You know, adoption is always a, a, an adoption, uh, a, mm -hmm. a path. Right. It's an option. Absolutely. Um, those things are, um, you know, always are options. Right. They're always options. But, you know, one of the things that that hit it out of the park for me is that you were faithful. Right. You You just waited and. You know, you got the message, and here it is. Now you 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 have two daughters, not just one, but two, right? So yeah. uh, yeah. double blessing. It's amazing. It's amazing. You got blessed twice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, thank Absolutely. you, Chip. That that was an awesome, awesome testimony. I'm sure somebody out there that's listening or is that's gonna listen to to this um, podcast later on, uh, you know, it may do something for them. It, it, you know, the messages you have to wait sometimes. You know, it may be that for them. They may have to do other other of those options, right? Yep. They may have to choose uh, option two or three. You know, it, it yep. all depends. Absolutely. But yeah. I think the neat thing is, and and we know it, to your exact point, uh, we have friends that you know went down different paths, and God worked just miraculously and amazingly when you when you wait on Him, and uh, you you seek Him in prayer and fasting. Um, you know, you, you don't you don't just want your will, you want God's will to be done. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're thankful the way it ended up, however that would have been. And, uh, you know, we were just as ready to go down another path and, um, uh, but God, uh, his ways are not our ways. That's for certain. Amen. Amen. And, and that's the, that's the, the thing for us, right? Because we are, uh, finite creatures, right? Sometimes, you know, we are, we're just vapors in this, in this planet, right? It's a lot of lifespan, even if we, Absolutely. You know, if, even if we make it up there in the later years, there's still nothing in comparison to eternity, right? So, um, we Absolutely. get we get antsy, right? We get antsy. We want you know things our way. We want it done now, especially today with this technology, <laughs> right? <laughs> Very much. Yeah. We got it's technology culture. <laughs> you know, and with the technology we have, you know, it's the texting, right? With message, right? You, you send somebody a text on the other side of the world and you expect that instant reply, right? So we're, we're, we're there. We live in that world where That's we right. want, you know, our expectations are this, but God says, wait a minute, 
I sent you to this planet for to fulfill what I sent you there for. And, and sometimes we don't agree with that, right? We disagree, we kick, we throw tantrums, you know, but eventually mm-hmm. we come back. Um, a couple of questions, you know, that I have where, you know, you, you, you're a man of faith. And, you know, like you said, you started at, a, at such an early uh, age. Um, with, with that being said, you know, faith is, is something that sometimes others can start projecting their views. You know, we live in that world where everybody's got a, a, a story or everybody's got, you know, certain mm-hmm. beliefs and things of that nature um, or practices and cultures, right? We're, we're in a diverse mm-hmm. world. Um, so with that being said, have you ever questioned your faith or, or had any, any doubts? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, um, you know, there was definitely the, like I said, my high school and college years was, was, you know, living more for my parents. Um, and I think there was always, you know, do I really, you know, a big reason, you know, why I chose to, to live as the world and do as, you know, what I want to do was because my faith probably wasn't as strong at that point. And, uh, you know, that, um, you know, is it, is it worth giving up all the fun? Cause let's face it, sin is fun. Uh, yeah. if, you know, if, if this isn't real. Um, and I think it was really God getting me a point uh, where I had to, to really give the situations out of uh, after college, really examine my life and, and really say, OK, if this is real, I want to go all in or nothing. And I think the faith became real and, and those doubts were taken away as you take that step of faith. You know, I think God's always faithful when you say, OK, Lord, uh, you know, here I am, use me as Isaiah says, um, and, and whatever that may be and, and just follow him. And uh, there's nothing, no more exciting. Uh, you know, I always tell, um, kids in our student ministry we work with that, um, you know, the, the first thing is, you know, to, if you're starting the journey of faith is to know the word, uh, you know, study the word. And I think that's thought there was, um, you know, that, that God blesses that, you know, it tells us in Hebrews that the, the word of God is double-edged. It cuts to bone and marrow and uh, tells us in, in the Old Testament that a, his word is a light into our path, a lamp into our feet. And so that is um, so important of studying that word when you start that faith journey. And, and really, um, you know, that's where as you continue to, to take day by day and, and walk in faith and read that word. And the other thing I always tell the, the guys is, uh, you know, it tells us when it talks about the guy that built his house on solid ground versus the, the, the man that built his house on sand. It says, yes. he who hears my word and obeys it uh, is the one is on solid rock. So it's Amen. so important to not just read his word, but obey it when you get convicted or if you uh, there's something, you know, you're, you're doing wrong to go confess it or, or go reconcile a relationship or or, you know, whatever it may be, go to your next door neighbor. And, but uh, I think as you, um, you obey it, you know, God makes himself very real and the truth of, uh, of, of, of the gospel becomes real in your life. Amen. So what I get is to, to overcome it, to overcome when, when you, because we're all going to reach those crossroads. I mean, at one point of our yeah. lives, some early in our, in our faith walk or um, sometimes late or in, in the middle, right? I mean, we're all going to re- reach that that crossroad where we have to make a decision, or we our faith is is questioned. But you 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 hit the nail on the head. Um, how to overcome it is to dive into the Word and let the Lord speak to you through His Word, right? And uh, that that'll actually um, it, it's yeah. it's a, it'll revive your faith. It'll keep you going as the more that you dive Absolutely. into this Word, 
you know. So, and as you said, it's a double-edged sword. It'll cut that bone marrow. And mm-hmm. you know, amazing, amazing that you 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 would go that route to overcome it. So that's that's a a, a huge nugget for those that are listening, and mm-hmm. that may be at that crossroad right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other verse. She says that faith comes by hearing the word of God, and so that yeah, clearly throughout the, the hearing the word. Number of pastors say, don't just listen to what I say, all the effort into it to really study and not just the New Testament, but the Old Testament to really have a full view of God's character and who he is, because he, he is more than he Amen. is a loving God beyond belief. Uh, Amen. Which everyone in society likes to just talk about God. Many verses that talk about God as love, but there's also the reality that uh, there's only one superlative used in the uh, in the Bible. And uh, you see it in the Old Testament, New Testament, and it's he's holy. He's holy, holy, holy. Amen. And I uh, think that is, you know, uh, such an important part of faith is that repentance and before a holy God uh, for for each individual. Wow, that's a that that's a lot of that's a lot of meat right there. Somebody's got to process that. Right. Uh, but, you know, just take small bites. Right. <laughs> small bites of chew. Right. Back in the Caribbean, you know, we. um um, and I'm sharing this because it, it ties to what you said. We got to process that. Uh, we have uh, sugar canes and some folks will try to, you know, when I first encountered sugar cane, I try to just eat it and uh, tear it apart and, and, and swallow it. And they're like, no, no, that's not how you eat it. You, know, you have to uh, basically take small, small little bites and just keep chewing and chewing and chewing until you get that juice out, until you get all that. Um, eventually, you'll get to the pulp, and then you, you know, you process it and stuff. But that's how you have to do it. Like you said, you know, just um, go out there and 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 keep keep reading, keep reading scripture. Let the words uh, come alive, right? Come alive, and as it guides you. Hey Chip, uh, I got I got something that just popped out at me with um, you know your experiences. Uh, um, I know you've you've built a, a good database, right? <laughs> I don't want to say that uh, I don't want to get into technology as you know God is a technology, but uh, as far as you you know you we build it our experiences, right? And you've 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 had a, you have a lot uh, based on all these years, and um, based on all that you've learned, um, is there a specific area that you would focus more, you know, it's working for you. So you would like to c- continue to focus on in that area. And, and, and you know, I'd like you f- for you to speak on that a little bit, but also is, is there also an area where you would like to disinvest in? That's a great, great question. Um, you know, I think as you get older and eternity becomes more and more uh, in, the, in, in the windshield, uh, I think definitely people uh, investing in loving people well, um, you know, loving family, loving your church family, um, oh, you know, God, the people God's put in your place, your workplace, the, those that uh, uh, you have, um, you know, looking to, to see how you can serve and um, uh, be a blessing to others because uh, uh, it is such a, a hard world. Uh, we know it's a sinful, broken world where there's a lot of evil. Um and, uh, that, you know, sometimes people just need a, an encouraging word or just an encouraging ear to listen. And uh, so, you know, trying to as much as I can, um, uh, you know, be about, you know, as Christ told us to feed the sheep, to dis- disciple others. Um, so those who especially her 
you know, men and women of peace who are open that want to learn uh, about God, uh, you know, investing there first. So for me, that is my family and my church family um, or through ministries that uh, involved in and then um, and wherever else through the workplace and, and others that, uh, um, you know, because we will you know, stand before the throne, account for our lives. And uh, you know, we one of the key commands is disciple others and, and to love others well um, with all we've got. Uh, uh, as uh, Love each other as we love ourselves. So, um, yeah. And as Amen. far as Amen. Amen. disinvesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, you know, you know, it's, 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 you know, I say work-life balance. Thankfully, I've been blessed with where I am now that, uh, it's been a lot easier than past jobs, but, you know, I always, uh, you know, that that's, so I don't think that is now, but I think looking back over the past goodness, 25 or more years, um, almost, I guess going on 30, a career, uh, I do see so many people that, you know, the work is everything. And I think that, uh, um, you know, work just like ministry can be uh, a very attractive mistress and uh, destroy your marriage and destroy or families or maybe not even destroy, but just, uh, you know, I've, I've always heard it said, there's never been someone that got in their life. So boy, I really wish I spent more time in the office. Yeah. We all got jobs and we want to do them excellently and do them to God's glory. But at the same time, uh, you got to be able to draw that, that balance. So it's not all consuming and uh, it takes away. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I encourage, especially for, younger listeners who are starting off in their career and, and there's, um, you know, oftentimes that temptation to, to go for the, uh, the idol of gold and silver and uh, the things of this world, which, um, you know, ultimately, uh, will go away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that approach. I, I mean, it's, uh, love conquers all things. Right. And, it, and it's uh, something that we ought to do when we share our faith and right? share with love and not, you know, come over and uh, beat somebody over the head with a Bible, right? Because uh, that's something, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, that's something that goes into the disinvest column, right? Um, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't really work. Folks out there don't want to have uh, faith or certain beliefs being poured upon them in a certain way. So to your point, yeah. be loving, kind, and um, be open, right? Be open. Uh, yeah. So, and that leads, you know, you said you said something there where, you know, you have to um, uh, with this younger generation, right? Their, their eyes is on the prize, but there are, uh, can be the wrong prize, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the gold and the silver and these medals. And, and I'm not saying that, that, you know, you shouldn't strive to do your best, right? And, and, and accomplish your goals. Um, however, folks that are uh, the parallel that, that I see there is that there are folks that are starting out on their faith right now. This mm -hmm. is, we may have somebody in the audience that's going to mm -hmm. listen to this for the first time. They may trip over it, right? They're not really looking for um, what we're doing here in that word equals <clears throat> faith, but they'll come across it and, and, and they may want to listen to it a, a little bit and they, they may not know. They may not know mm -hmm. how, how to go about it, right? So how would you... Um, and a matter of fact, what would you, what would your advice be to someone who is at the beginning of their faith journey? Yeah, uh, for someone to begin their faith journey, I would really strongly encourage to just make uh, reading the Bible daily 
you know, and finding someone maybe to mentor them to kind of walk alongside them as they wrestle with different parts of the Bible, but to really, you know, starting in John and, um, you know, ultimately, you know, read it and then, but, uh, you know, uh, but just, uh, you know, start in the New Testament and, um, you know, that, you know, was, uh, this, the word says that the, his word is a lamp, lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And, uh, you know, Hebrews tells us it's a, his word is a double-edged sword that cuts to bone and marrow. So it, it's, it's just amazing through my life, just how the reading the Bible convicts and encourages, it refreshes, it renews, uh, gives hope, gives vision. And, um, you know, just meditating, uh, praying on it. And, um, you know, I think that is so important. You know, it tells us faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so for those starting uh, out in their faith, uh, strongly encourage, you know, getting a good Bible teaching church and, um, you know, own reading, reading it for yourself as well. Not just listening to it from a pastor, but any good pastor will tell you, don't take my word for it, but go, go search it for yourself. Amen. Amen. That is Excellent advice. I mean, it, it, it comes down to getting a mentor, right? Somebody that's um, uh, a Bible mm-hmm. group that's breaking forth the word. And, um, it, and, and like, as you said, it's not, you know, to just tell somebody and, and have it. Uh, and then you just walk away with that. It's the challenge of also reading your scripture so that you know that somebody's being truthful. Right. That mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we live in a world of, of deception, right? We live in a world mm-hmm. where, you know, folks sometimes use um, things in, in the word that uh, and they take it out of contents for a gain. So to mm-hmm. your point, it, it's an um, amazing uh, advice to somebody that's just starting out to look out. And obviously, as you said, a, a, a Bible uh, mm-hmm. preaching church. Right. Or as you said, a mentor, somebody who's out there already doing it, a Bible group. <clears throat> A Bible study. Uh, so that, yeah. that, those are e- excellent advice for somebody that's starting out and, and even excellent advice for those that are doing it. Right. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's always good to um, participate and collaborate with others that are in the word. You know, there's always a, a yeah, different absolutely. perspective. Yeah. And that's what we see in the early church acts. They got together, broke bread and broke open the word and shared and, uh, and worship together and uh, daily. Uh, and obviously it's a lot different church in the U.S. today. We're not doing it daily, but uh, it's so important to have that fellowship and open the word together. Amen. Amen. Hey, brother, man, it, you, you've um, added so much value to, to this uh, to, to this episode today, man. You just came and, and, and just poured out your soul. Everything you said was heartfelt, um, you know, your journey, your experiences and your advice and, and, and speaks volumes of you. Uh, I just... Um, I love what you're doing with the Bible group, you know, how, how you uh, put that together and how you're uh, leading others to Christ through um, uh, collaboration and participation and in, in breaking open the word and just see how the word uh, speaks to, to each individual that, that joins. So we thank you mm-hmm. so much, Chip, for joining today. I hope maybe in the future we can probably get you back, invite you over here once again and maybe talk a little bit more about the Bible group uh, you know, as that thing, as that uh, develops and as that grows, and maybe we can um, talk a little bit about that in the future. Uh, would you be well, open to something like that? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And you're you're way too kind. And I would just respond as we're told to respond in Luke. I'm an unworthy servant. I'm only doing what I'm commanded. Uh, so uh, that is uh, 
always feel like there's more we can be doing for his kingdom, but uh, it's just important that we obey and follow as he directs. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Chip, man. You, you've added so much value once again. Uh, I, I appreciate everything you're doing and I appreciate your time here tonight with us. So thank you so you betcha, much, brother. Chip. All right. You, you stay you blessed, brother. Uh, we will keep in touch. Amen. Amen. Stay blessed, brother. You betcha. Thanks a lot, Jose. You have a great one.